0: An extra fly for the day i die i'm a test scrap back when they thought pink polos a hurt the brats and 4k got the shit to pop the doors closed i felt like bad boy street team i couldn't work hello everybody yeah, and cool. welcome to another episode of jumping bomb audio now you might be saying hey that's not taylor doing the normal intro uh and you'd be right it's kelly hi hello Uh, Taylor will not be joining us today, so it is a Kelly solo show. So, I don't know, if you hate me, you can just, like, turn it off now, but if you you like me, just keep on, keep on going. I think you should keep on going either way. I might turn you around on me this time. Things, I don't know, I think we're gonna have a good time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of a wreck. Like, my allergies are horrible today. Uh, I, I slept weird. So, my back and my hip hurts. I don't know, maybe this is just 30. This is just how it is now. Every now and then I'll just randomly wake up and something different will hurt. So yeah, uh, so that's uh, that's me. Uh, today we're going to cover a bunch of stuff. i uh, going to do the show a little bit differently than normal. Really only going to focus on three companies today. We're going to look at recent Stardom stuff, recent Tokyo Joshi stuff, and then wrap things up with recent uh, ChocoPro stuff. And I'm sure I'll get into tangents along the way. Uh, so yeah, I think we'll have a fun show. Uh, before we get into things, uh, first, gotta slap in some plugs. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Uh You can follow me on Twitter, at Kelly. You can follow Taylor on Twitter, at TayMambo. Uh, please subscribe to us on any podcasting app you use. Uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, uh, we'd really appreciate it. And if you feel like going the extra mile and throwing a donation our way, you can do that over at redcircle.com slash shows slash jumpingbombaudio, uh, it would be much appreciated. Uh, so yeah, so let's just jump right into it. Uh going to start off with stardom start with the recent Stardom pay-per-view, uh, the Stardom 5-Star Grand Prix Night 13. Uh, this happened on September 11th. Uh, it was in the Yokohama Budokan, uh, with 1,324 people in attendance. Uh, overall thoughts? I don't know. I thought it was a fine show. Um, honestly, looking at the card, I kind of thought, I'm like, this is, I don't know if this should really be a pay-per-view. This kind of just seems like a higher-end card for Stardom World. I don't know. It didn't seem pay-per-view-y to me, and I don't really think it kind of played out that way to me on the, on the show. But uh, your mileage may vary. I don't know. You know me. I'm not the hugest Stardom fan to begin with. Uh, so, yeah, let's go through it. On uh, the pre-show Battle royal. Saya beat Lady C, My Mai Sakurai, Momokogo, and Ruaka. Uh, I don't want i didn't watch this might have been the best match of the show for all I know uh so yeah if it was let me know and I'll go watch it it was six minutes though so that's all that's actually really quick for a battle royal huh uh then the other like pre-show match it wasn't really pre-show it was on the main show it was like a just an opener I guess I don't know uh, God's Eye team of Siri and Tomoko Anaba defeated the Cosmic Angels team of Mina Shirakawa and Waka Tsukiyama in 8 minutes and 30 seconds. I thought this was a really good showing for Anaba. I really, really like her in God's Eye. Uh, I think that's, like, the perfect place for her to go in this company. Uh, Waka looked real rough in this match. Like, I I don't know. I, She's... I don't know if she's regressing, or maybe we're just seeing more of the holes in her game now, or what, but she I mean, also, if you're going to get beat like a drum constantly, maybe you just kind of stop trying, because you're going to lose no matter what, so who cares? So that could be that. Uh, Either way, good opener for the show. I went three stars on it. Uh, Next was the first uh, five-star match of the night. Uh, Risa Sarah defeated uh, Unagi Sayaka in six minutes and one second. I thought this was great. They worked with an intensity that made it really feel like more than just a tournament match. Uh, Run this one back and make it a hardcore match. Why not? Unagi seemed really comfortable using that kendo stick in the early moments. Uh, The double knees from the top that Sarah won with looked gross. Uh, She had a crazy bounce when she landed on Unagi. Uh, That did not look fun to take at all. Uh, But yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, Three and three-quarter stars I went on. This was a lot of fun. Uh, That was followed up by another uh, block match. This was Himika defeating Saki in uh, 6 minutes and 13 seconds. Uh, This this was a solid match. I'm not really the biggest fan of Saki's single work. I think she's much better in tags. But I thought she was good here. Uh, I liked how sudden the finish felt. Like All of a sudden it just happened and it's like, oh, okay, cool. So it's nice to have finishes like that every now and then, especially on, like, lower card matches where it doesn't feel like you're being really cheated out of anything. Uh, I went three and a quarter on that one. Uh, then in the next block match, this is an A block match, uh, Suzu Suzuki defeated Sayakama Tani. Uh This was a big win for Suzu here. I really enjoyed this, aside from a few moments of sloppiness from both of them. Uh, I don't know, there was just some moments where it was just things fell off. Uh, the match was overall structured and paced pretty well, and the closing stretch was really good. Uh, I'm hoping Suzu gets a title challenge out of this, because yeah, this is a big win. And needed win, because she hasn't, she's has got a pretty low score in the tournament right now. Uh, so I went three and three quarters on this, definitely worth checking out. Uh, next up was a B-block match with Izumi defeating Utami uh, in six minutes and 55 seconds. I don't know. I was disappointed in this. I thought it was good, but, like, I was hoping for more. Uh, Big win for Azumi, though, so that was cool. Uh, Three and a quarter on it. Again, not a bad match by any means. Uh, It's just... I don't know. You see those two names, and you expect something better. Uh, And then in the final block match of the night, uh, Julia and Mayu Iwatani went to a time limit draw in 15 minutes. Holy crap, they crammed so much into this match. Like, they just... Kept shoving shit in the grocery bag, and it was gonna burst. Like, no matter what, that was gonna burst. But, uh, hey, it was a great match. I thought they did really well with it. Afterwards, I wanted to take a nap. <laughs> like, dude, I was tired for them. Uh, there was a point when I was watching where I was actually kind of wondering if I had turned on, like, 1.5 or 1.25 speed without realizing it. But no, that was just the speed they were going at. Uh, it was great. But it kind of felt, like, ambitious to a fault just because, I don't know, It, it I don't want to say they did too much, but they kind of did too much. And I it I was great, though. I really enjoyed it. I went four stars. And then that was fantastic. Followed up by the title matches, so in the semi-main event, we had the Artist of Stardom title match with Waito Tai, team of Momo Watanabe, Saki Kashima, and Starlight Kid defending their titles against uh, stars uh, Hanan, Hazuki, and Koguma in 16 minutes and 42 seconds. Okay, so I know I liked this match, but afterwards I got distracted and didn't take down any notes, and then by the time I went back to take my notes down... Any thoughts I had on this match just kind of poofed out of my head. So, like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. I <laughs> uh, I think this was good. It probably was pretty good. I mean, look at the look at the teams. The teams are good. So, this is this probably a pretty decent match. But, shit, I don't know. Maybe this is more of the getting old thing. I'm just forgetting stuff. But, yeah, uh, if you liked it a lot, let us know. Uh, and then, in the meantime... The main event. In the main event, uh, the Goddesses of Stardom title match. Cosmic Angels team of Natsupoi and Tom Nakano defeated the God's Eye team of Ami and Mirai in twenty minutes and fifty four seconds. This is one of those matches that, like, I can look at and see, and it's objectively good, but just I couldn't get into it. And still not sold on Tom and Natsupoi as a team. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it's weird that they're suddenly just so buddy buddy after having. What kind of seemed like a blood feud. So, I I don't know. I know this has happened before, obviously. But it's just... It doesn't seem to work for me for these two. And it's especially... Like, it was super clear that the God's Eye team wasn't winning here. Like, there was no chance. There was no chance they were winning here. And that sucks. I like this team a lot. So, like, going into this match, I was already kind of down on it. Just because it's like, well, what hope does the team that I like more have at winning here? And I, that just took me out of it. So, I just want the gentleman's three on this. It was fine, but like God's Eye should have won. God's Eye definitely should have won. I'm actually going to edit my drink breaks out of this one. I'm being real careful to be quiet. I'm only saying this now in case I forget to edit out my drink breaks, and so you have an explanation for why there's suddenly just periods of silence in the show (laughs) that aren't just my normal pauses in between things. Because, I mean, I I don't know. I might forget. Like, this is going to be a weird recording because I'm doing this in two parts because I really wanted to cover the uh, uh Chaco Pro aniver- or the Gato Move anniversary show later on but that's not airing until Sunday night at 8 my time. I'm currently recording this Sunday afternoon at 12:39 p.m. so I'm going to just I'm going to record this part and then go off and do something else for a bunch of hours and then come back and finish the show. I don't know. In the meantime, I might forget to edit stuff. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully the show has an intro that I remember to put in. I think I will do it, but you never know. Anyways, uh, let's go Stardom. Uh, Five Star Grand Prix, Night 14 from Kurikan Hall. Uh, 781 people. This happened on September 12th. Uh, I didn't watch the whole show. I only watched the uh, top three matches. So those would be Risa Sarah defeating Izumi in 545. This is a really fun speed versus power match. Uh, they still have really good chemistry, and I loved how the uh, finish was Sarah turning uh, Azumi's roll up against her. Like it just felt it was it was a perfect way to do the you know the speed versus power thing with power eventually turning speed against her. That was that was a cool touch. I like that a lot. I want three and a half on this. Fun fun match. I want. I'd like to see more of these two against each other. Uh, the next match I thought was weird. Tom Nakano defeats Unagi Sayaka in 1032. The early goings of this match were weird. The crowd was so quiet, like it felt like it was an empty arena show. Just, I don't, I don't know. Like it was, it felt uncomfortable. I just, I don't. I'm thinking it was because of the sudden shift in vibes. Cause like the Risa Sera Izumi match was pretty kind of just competitive and almost playful by the end. Just, it felt like a competitive sporting contest. This one just felt mean. Like, Tom and Unagi were just being mean to each other. <laughs> just real hard hits, and it was very sudden. It was a very sudden shift. And so the crowd was just silent in the early goings of the match. It was really weird. And it took a while before they kind of got into things. And just it I just felt weird. Honestly, for the most part, I didn't care for the match. The whole thing just felt off to me. There were moments I liked. Like, there were certain good parts, but just for, by and large, it didn't work. The intensity and brutality of the match, it never felt earned to me. It was just like, I don't know. It just didn't work, and I felt like they should have shifted to kind of go with the crowd. Because the crowd, eventually, like I said, they did get into it, but it took a good long time. I get what they were going for with Unagi wanting to prove herself to her stablemate, but it just never felt like a click to me. So I'm not rating this one because I don't know what to give it because the work itself was good, but the story of the match never came together well, I thought. The post-match, I feel like, helped things a bit because they they did the whole, like, hug and stuff and then Tom, like, took a chunk of Unagi's gear (laughs) to keep as a trophy, I suppose. That was a little weird, but I don't know. It was a nice enough moment. Not the worst, not the best. Like I said, I have no idea how to rate it, because ultimately I didn't like it, but I see what they were doing. So, maybe it was just me. I don't know. Uh, then, the main event. Mayu Iwatani defeats Suzu Suzuki in ten fifty-two. This is a really interesting match. Uh, it felt like Mayu just barely pulled out the win here. Uh, she kind of got a, a flash roll-up. And Suzu came out of the match definitely the less beat up of the two. It was, it was interesting to see Suzu get this kind of shine from Mayu here. I thought, it was, I thought it was cool. She didn't get the win, but she came out looking really good, I thought. One thing I've really been loving about Suzu's matches in the five-star is just how much of a little shit she is towards Daichi. Just not listening to him, actively glaring at him while she's doing exactly what he's telling her not to. Like, it's great. It's exactly what I want someone to do to, to, do to Daichi, because he sucks just the worst. Though I will say, he didn't do anything to actively upset me in any of the matches I watched for the show this week. So so good on you, Daichi. I guess you're not jumping around and being weird as much lately. This match here, really good, but left me wanting more. So I'm really hoping we get a rematch down the road. Uh, I went three and three quarters on that. So let's get into the five-star standings as of the 12th. I don't want to go into things that haven't aired yet, so I'm not so we're just going with stuff as of the twelfth. I mean maybe in the time in between me recording this and when it uploads the one you listen to. More stuff will have made tape, so this could be out of date by the time you listen to it, but hopefully not. Uh, so we got a 12 points in first place. We've got a tie between Azumi and Himika. Ten points we've got Utami Tom, Micah, Siri and Risa Sarah. Uh, eight points, we've got Koguma and my Sakurai. Six points, uh, Saki and Saki. Uh, And and two points, uh, Momokogo and Unagi. That's for the red block. I don't know if I said that before. I'm still thinking, let's see. I don't think uh, Azumi or Himika are going to win the block, even though they're in first place right now. It's really hard to tell the red block who's coming out, because maybe Siri, but it seems like a waste to have your champion in the finals of a tournament like this. Especially because then you would pretty much just run back the finals again. Unless they have Siri win as champion. Which I, I guess I wouldn't be opposed to. Risa Sarah could be an option. I, I feel like it's decent to have a an outsider go to your finals. Just because then you're not really giving away a money match with your tournament finals. I don't know. I I, I don't know who comes out of this. Maybe Tom. And then you do Tom and Julia in the finals. That could be. I'll uh, jump over to the blue stars. In first place, 14 points sitting on top by herself is Hazuki. Uh, 12 points is Sayakanatani. Uh, at 11 points is Mayu and Julia. Now that's interesting. I'm just going to break from this. So you've got at 11 points, they're tied and they went to a draw. So there is no tiebreaker between these two. <laughs> so if they stay at the same level, I don't know what you do. And if they somehow both win and keep winning and get they go there in first place, I don't know what you do from that. Do you make it a triple threat in the finals? Do you make them have another match uh, like a uh, another tiebreaker I guess like that that could be really interesting. At uh, 10 points, you've got Natsupoi, Mirai, and Amy Soe. At 6 points, you've got Mina Shirakawa, Momo Watanabe, and Starlight Kid. Uh, Saya Ito with 4 points, Suzu Suzuki with 2 points, and Hanan at the bottom with 0 points. So I'm thinking, I don't know, I could see Hazuki winning, but she's only got one more match, and that yeah, looks like October 1st. So at most, she could get 16 points. Mayu's got 3 matches left. What about Julia? Julia's also got three matches. So if she and Mayu could go to a tie like that and they could do another weird tiebreaker, that would be interesting. What's Julia's total that she could come to with at most. That would be 16. She could end up with 17 points, I think. And then go to first place. And But I don't know. The thing with Julia is she's got the match with Suzu coming up, and I think Suzu wins that match. So maybe Julia doesn't go to the finals. I'm horrible at blocking these things out and figuring out who wins. Like, I don't know. So that's that's me throwing some guesses and throwing a bunch of shit at the wall, and maybe if I'm right, I'll take a victory lap. Probably won't. I'll probably forget as soon as I'm done recording this, what I said. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, now let's look at some upcoming shows for stardom we got announcements on two big shows coming up on the September 25th. We've got the Stardom and Showcase 2, uh, obviously headlined by the incredibly important match. The Cosmic Rules Match 2 3-Way, the end of summer. Tom Nakano and Natsupoi go up against Mina Shirakawa and Unagi who also go up against Saki and Hikari Shimizu. Saki gets to be in another one of these cosmic rule matches that she looks like she probably wants to be anywhere else in the entire world. Uh, people are going to hate this again, I'm sure. So, let's see how it goes. I don't know. It, this is very much a, I like to watch the world burn kind of thing <laughs> where it's just I have just this fascination fascination with these stardom and showcase shows cuz they're just so weird. And I'm glad they're keeping it up. Uh, The next announced match is a hardcore match. Uh, Julia teaming with Rina Yamashita to take on Momo Watanabe and Ruaka. Uh, This is not the match I would have thought it would be. I kind of figured it would be against a prominence team with Julia and Rina. But hey, why not? Uh, This should be fun. Uh, We'll see how that goes. It's it's a real weird match. Uh, But I'm excited for it. Uh, then they're doing a False Count Anywhere match four-way uh, between Mayu, Izumi, Ram Chao, and Micah. Uh, If that's anything like the previous False Count Anywhere match on the last show, it should be a ton of fun. Uh, and then there's also two five-star Blue Stars matches, uh, Suzu Suzuki versus Starlight Kid, which will probably steal the show. Uh, I am... In- Incredibly excited for that match. And then there will also be Hanan taking on Sai Iida, which could also be pretty good too. So, overall, this has a solid card. Uh, I think they're going to add some more stuff because, what is that, five matches? I don't think you can really fill up a show that way. Uh, I'm curious to see if we have, uh, what's her name, DJ Pretty Dragon back to, to play some, some songs. For the, for the ladies as they walk to the ring, that they then cannot reproduce on Stardom World. So we'll see how that goes. And then they also announced New Blood 5 happening on October 19th. We've only got three matches announced for this show so far, but I thought they were interesting, so we'll cover them here. Uh, there's a future of Stardom title match headlining the show, with Hanan defending against Amy Soré. Uh, they've been building this up for a little while now, so this should be pretty good. Momokogo is facing off against Rhythm from Just Tap Out. Uh, Rhythm is pretty good, so I'm excited to see her in this show. And then also there was announced soccer uh, Sakurai taking on Chan Yoda. Okay, this match is notable, mostly for the, pre- the press conference, where Chan Yoda wanted to show her power. So she gave Rossi a piggyback ride and did a bunch of squats. You guys... Rossi has never been happier in his entire life. He looked like a little boy, just so excited to be getting a ride. Just the smile on his face. His eyes lit up. He wasn't sleeping at one of these. Like that, that's a big news on its own. He wasn't asleep. But there he was, just riding this powerful woman, being so excited. She's going to get pushed to the moon. She's taking the red belt. She's taking all the belts. Anyone that gives Rossi a ride, you're getting pushed to the moon. So uh, so good on her. That was, a, that was a smart move. That's how you go up in the world. You just pick up your boss and squat him. I don't know if you should take that advice in your own life. But hey, uh, if it works, it works. Uh, if it doesn't, I don't know, you might get sent to HR. Squat them. Go to HR. Just pick them up. Pick them up do some squats, and they'll be like, you know what? This is alright. I don't see anything wrong here. I think you deserve a promotion. I'll talk to your boss. So yeah, uh, just squat your boss. Uh, then before we move on from stardom, I got a uh, stardom-adjacent stuff. I'm uh, going to talk a little bit about the Just Tap Out Taka Michinoku debut, 30th anniversary, Taka Taichi, Despe Mania. Uh, this show is mostly notable for the Incredible main event between uh, Jun Kasai and El Desperado, which is my current match of the year. But there was also some Joshi stuff on here. Uh, there was a trios match where Misa Kagura, uh, Rhythm, and Sumika Yanagawa defeated Hibiscus Me Yuri, and Yu Yamagata in 655. Uh, all of Taka's students looked really good here. This was a solid match overall. I went three stars. But the big Joshi match on here was Micah and Mirai defeating... Uh, Aoi, though, I, I'm gonna do this again, where I'm not sure how her name is pronounced, because I've heard it both ways, where it's like, I think it's AoE, I think her, it might, her AoE, uh, I don't know, someone tell me how to pronounce her name, please, I don't know. Uh, so Aoi, AoE, AoE, teamed with, teamed with uh, Tomoka and Uh they were defeated in 19 minutes and 12 seconds, this match fucking ruled. Both teams worked incredibly hard here and beat the shit out of each other. Uh, In particular, the exchanges between Micah and Anaba were awesome. Anaba was just fantastic here. Uh, She was so good. But Aoi really held up her end of things, too. Uh, This might be the best I've ever seen out of her. I'm a bit bummed that... Mirai and Micah aren't in the same unit anymore because this team is great. I really like them together. Like I mentioned earlier, the Despi-Kasai match is getting a ton of hype and rightfully so. But do not sleep on this match. This match was fucking awesome. Uh, I went four and a quarter on it. Go out of your way to see this. All right, so now that was stardom, and before we get into stuff from Tokyo Joshi, uh, let's have a little word from our sponsors. Uh, With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number, number one meal kit. Enjoy the freshest fall flavors. Every HelloFresh recipe includes ripe, just-picked produce that travels from the farm to your door in less than a week. There's always something new on the menu, from family-friendly to fit and wholesome, or even veggie recipes. There's something to please everyone. You've got to try the food. It's delicious. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, it's all mouth-watering. Now, if you want to get in on this, go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use the code VOW16 for 16 free meals across 7 boxes and 3 free gifts. Now let me say that again. Go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use code VOW16 for 16 free meals across 7 boxes and 10 free gifts. Sorry, 3 free gifts. I did some math there for a second. We're added 10 and 3. So that's 7 boxes, 3 free gifts. There we go. Got it. There's a lot of numbers there. Got a little confusing. So HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Alright, and on to Tokyo Joshi. Uh, You just got some odds and ends stuff from them. Let's talk about the main event of the Tokyo Joshi City Circuit Nagoya performance from September 4th. Uh, The main event was the Princess Tag Team title match with Saki Akai and Yuki Arai successfully defending their titles against Mahiro Kiryu and Yuki Kamefuku in 16 minutes and 4 seconds. In all honesty, my thoughts on this match don't matter because we're all waiting to hear what Taylor thinks of Kiryu, his final ruling on her. Is she good? Is she bad? I don't know. He hasn't told me. you got to save that for audio. can't just give away moments like that. I need my genuine reaction. So we're going to get that next uh, next episode. I'm going to put that at the top of the run sheet. Make sure we cover it right off the bat. What's my final ruling on uh, So I don't know. I think I've come to the decision that she is a serviceable wrestler. But she probably shouldn't be in a main event spot like this. That being said, I think she did fine here. I thought it was a good first title defense for Akai and Arai. On the other side, Camille did most of the heavy lifting for her team, especially in the first half of the match. Kiryu did well enough. I really think her her apology gimmick is fun. I enjoy that. Akai and Arai work really well as a team, and I'm looking forward to see how Arai continues to grow in this pairing. I feel like Akai is a good mentor for her, especially because we've seen Saki Akai just grow over the years, from the baby leg giraffe to now a really, really strong worker. So I think having her in a rise corner is a really good move from uh, whoever is booking Tokyo Joshi. So yeah, I think this I think this team is really good for both of them. Uh, I want three and a half stars on this match. Decent, not something you need to go out of your way to see, but you know, solid match. Then on September 11th there was the Inspiration Number no. Five show. This was four matches long. Uh, the opener had Pom Harajuku defeating Haruneneko in 8.56. Uh, I don't really have any thoughts on that one. It was fine. On uh, the second match, you had the CMLL team of Dalis and Stephanie Vakur defeating Moko Miyamoto and Shoko Nakajima in 11.43. I had to dig into the uh, cage match records, because it really felt like Dalis and Nakajima had a whole bunch of history the way that they were that Delise has beaten the shit out of uh, Shoko in this match. Uh, It looks like they were on the opposite side of tag matches three times in CMLL, with Delise's team coming out on top each time, and now you can add a fourth uh, win over Nakajima after this match. Which was interesting. I honestly wasn't expecting Nakajima's team to take the fall here. Uh, I'd always heard that the CMLL women's division is, like, notoriously bad. So I came into this match expecting the worst, but, I don't know, I I thought it was pretty good. Again, it seems weird to have your champion on the losing side of things, but I assume that goes with some weird booking politics from the CMLL, oh my god, CMLL side, or something. Uh, I don't know, I'd go like three and a quarter on it, but hey, that's really good when you're expecting maybe a two-star match? And then we've got the Magical Sugar Rabbits uh, Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki, defeating Demonio Uno and Pokotan in 12 minutes and 28 seconds. So Demonio Uno looks like a big fucked up Mr. Potato Head. Like, he looks like if Mr. Potato Head grew like a full man-sized body underneath where his feet normally are. Uh, this was a dumb match, but it was fun. It was exactly what you would expect from the Magical Sugar Rabbits fighting two costumed characters. Uh, Mizuki caving in Pokotan's face with the double double stomp from the top is something straight out of a horror movie. Just awful. Poor Pokotan. I hope he gets the surgery he needs to restore his face after that, because, fuck. That was brutal. Uh, three stars on that one. Like, I don't it's... I can't go any higher than that, but I had a lot of fun with this match. Uh, and then in the main event... Uh, Miyu Yamashita defeated Arisu Endo in 14 minutes and 4 seconds. The best way I can describe this match is like the first 10 minutes of this or so felt like the bonus stage in Street Fighter, where you just beat the shit out of the car, but occasionally here the car would fight back, so then you just beat the shit out of it harder. That's really what Miyu did to Endo. It was... it was brutal. Uh, this match was a really good show of perseverance from Endo. She survived a ton of offense from Mio. Thought Endo did really well here, uh, right until like the end of the match, where either it seemed like she lost her place in the match or she got gassed. I don't know. Aside from that, really strong performance out of her. Overall, solid main event. Uh, I want three and a half stars on this. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, and then also from Tokyo Joshi, we've got the Autumn Tour. Uh, 2022 show uh, from September 16th. This show was supposed to have AEW's Abaddon on it, uh, taken on Moka Miyamoto. And she had some visa issues and couldn't come over. And in all honesty, that was really disappointing. Like, I'm not a big fan of Abaddon. I think she's whatever. But I think if there's any place in the wrestling world that would be perfect for her, it's Tokyo Joshi. Like, I think that would be, it's the perfect spot for her. She can do her weird zombie gimmick, and it'll definitely get over. It'll be really fun with the other girls in Tokyo Joshi. Like, it's, and it can help her grow as a wrestler. Like, it's honestly, it's honestly a shame that she couldn't make this. I hope she ends up fixing whatever visa issues she had, and she figures out a way to come, uh, over to Japan, because this this is a perfect place for her. Abaddon's spot was taken by Mei Suruga, which is a very nice uh, change. Uh, Mei defeated Moka Miyamoto in and 27. Really fun match. Uh, between the screaming and the biting, Mei is just one step away from being <laughs> a completely unhinged maniac. Uh, the biting was perfect, because I'm sure that was going to be in the Abaddon match to begin with, so Moka really didn't have to change up much. Uh, Moka played off... Maze insanity really well and had a bunch of good counters to her offense. Uh, this is a really strong mid-card match. I went three and a half stars. It was a lot of fun. Uh, then in the semi-main, the Magical Sugar Rabbits, Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki, defeat Arisa Endo and uh, Shoko Nakajima in 12:46. Good match that saw Yuka building more momentum heading into her title match against Nakajima. Uh, Nagajima dropping another, well, she didn't lose, but losing, a, she didn't drop the fall herself, but she lost another match. That's kind of surprising. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking Yuka takes the belt off her. Three and a quarter on that one. And then in the main event, it was a international princess title number one contendership match with Miu Watanabe defeating Suzume in 13 minutes and nine seconds. This is a really good clash between two wrestlers that had great showings in the princess cup. Uh, Suzume did her best to bridge the gap between the speed and power division between the two of them, but Miu was just too strong for her. The major turning turning point in the match was the giant swing. I don't know if Miu's ever gone that fast before. (laughs) It was insane. Uh, Suzume, Suzume looked like she wanted to throw up. There was a point when afterwards... Miyu got her in the, like, the torture rack backbreaker thing. And Susube was just covering her eyes because I was assuming everything was spinning. And if she looked, actually looked out, she was probably going to puke. I felt so bad for her. <laughs> uh, I was really happy to see this match main event, and I'm even happier that they delivered. Uh, I'm really loving the evolution of these two as they slowly climb up the card in this company. Definitely worth checking out. I want four stars on this one. Uh, And then, we've got some uh, matches for Wrestle Princess 3 that's coming up on October 9th. We've got the three main title matches. Uh, In the main event of the show, we're going to have Shoko Nakajima defending the Princess of Princess title against Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, We've got a Princess tag title match with uh, Saki Akai and Yuki Arai defending against Nightshade and Rhea O'Reilly. I'm not familiar with either of these two. So I'm excited to see them. Uh, and then the international princess title, Alex Windsor, is defeating her or defeating, defending her title against uh, Watanabe, who just won that match against Suzume to get this match., uh, so that should be really good. I'm excited for that one. But yeah, that's all we've got for this show so far. And uh, that takes us through Tokyo Joshi and to Choco Pro. and uh, as I said, the show that I really want to talk about, the 10th anniversary Phoenix Rises show, has not aired. Uh, will not air until for like seven more hours as of this recording. Uh, so I'm gonna gonna stop this and I'll be back Yo. in about nine hours when the show's done and we'll uh, finish things up and uh, yeah, good rest of the Hopefully. And we're back. So uh yeah, it's been a couple hours, uh, and I had to uh, I watched some wrestling. And you guys, it was very good. I'm excited to talk about this. So let's go into Choco Pro. Let's get right into it with the Gato Move tenth anniversary show, Phoenix Rises. Uh, it happened on September 15th and Shinjuku Face with 351 fans in attendance. Typically I wouldn't talk about attendance numbers just cuz I don't really care but that seems like a good number so I thought I would mention it. I'm I'm happy for them. This is a big show for them and I'm glad they got a good number. Uh, six matches on the card. Uh, shows about 2 hours went by in a breeze. That was really nice. I the first I think four matches happened in the first hour of the show. That was really cool. Uh, just really good flowing show. Definitely worth watching the whole thing. Well, maybe not the whole thing. I'll get into it with the opener. Uh, let's just jump right into that. So the opener had uh, Swasti Kamen and Sayaka Obahiro defeating Antonio Honda and Tokiko Kirihara. And then another team of Sayuri and Toru Uwashi. Not a great start to the show. Uh, it's very heavy on the Honda and Kirihara comedy, comedy stuff, which I'm just not into. Uh, you've heard me talk about this before. I just, I'm not a fan. So, if you're not a fan, probably skip this match. It was probably fun for the live crowd, though. Uh, just two stars, whatever. It was a forgettable match. Uh, the next match was the official debut of Mia Yatsuba, taking on and losing to Emi Sakura. The match went 8 minutes and 8 seconds. I thought Mia looked great here. She was really good in her first official match. She got in a shocking amount of offense. And for the most part, it looked pretty good. She still needs to work on throwing forearms. And it felt like at one point that she forgot how to pick someone up for a body slam. So that looked kind of rough. But luckily she was in there with one of the best trainers in the game who helped her through it. This was about as good as an official debut as you could ask for. So, another good look at Mia. Again, she's one to watch. Uh, I went three and a quarter on that. Then our next match was a trios match. Kaori Yoriana, Kaori Yonayama, There we go. Uh, Kid Lykos and Minoru Fujita defeat the trio of Balianaki, Riho, and Saki in 12 minutes and 22 seconds. This was a great action-packed trios match to pick up the pace on the show uh, right off the bat we got a high speed exchange between Riho and Yonayama to remind us that they're both still great it's good to have Riho pop up every now and then and show it's like oh yeah you're still awesome wish you'd wrestle more <laughs> from then on it was pretty much just go 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 from open till close eventually the match ended with Yonayama catching Aki in a roll-up to win for her team a really good match three and a half stars Uh, Then we hit the business end of the card. Top three matches, uh, Arisu Endo and Suzume defeat the pair of Chie Koshikawa and Sayaka in 12 minutes and 3 seconds. This match rocked. You know, it's got like that promotional pride on the line. So everyone wants to work harder. The hits are a little bit harder. You know, just everything has a little more snap to it. Uh, I'm glad Suzume and Endo have kind of found themselves in the Chocobro orbit now, because they had really good chemistry with Chie and Sayaka, so I'd like to see them show up more and work with more people and just, you know, get more reps in, obviously. Suzume's great, we already know this, but I'd like to see Endo, you know, get more work here and have some fun matches. Endo definitely stepped up in this match, especially with how hard she strikes to keep up with Sayaka. She was, she was giving back as good as she was getting with those forearm strikes. And we've seen Sayaka has some stiff forearms. So that was cool. Uh, it was awesome seeing that side of her. I enjoyed this match a lot. I'd probably go three and three quarters on it, but I'm tempted to go four. It was fun. Then in the semi-main event, tag titles were on the line with Chris Brooks and Masahiro Takanashi successfully defending the titles against Asami Kodaka and Yoko Miyamoto in 17 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, this was another banger. I thought the match was paced incredibly well, starting off really slow and technical and speeding up as it went. The teams traded, you know, having the advantage back and forth for a while, and the final third of the match was just non-stop action with everyone throwing bombs. I loved how the match flowed, it, was, it went perfectly and the whole thing felt like a breeze. Highly recommended, I would go four and a quarter stars on it, really really good. And finally, in the main event of the show, Mesa defeated Yuna Mizomori in 20 minutes and 56 seconds. God damn, I loved this match. When you have two wrestlers that know each other this well, there isn't really like a feeling out process in the beginning because they've both got counters for everything their opponent has, and their opponent has counters for those counters. So it's, they've known each other for so long. They, it's, you just get into the match and go. The story of the match was Yuna attacking May's back and May doing her best to survive the onslaught, eventually finding a way to kind of weaken Yuna's assault by going after her shoulders. The match was, it felt like everything these two had, and it really just made for a fantastic 20 minutes of wrestling. This is a match where the more I thought on it, the more I liked it. Like, there's just little moments that I was remembering of, like, there was a really good kind of pin exchange between the two that was so crisp like that was the and it wasn't just like oh roll up roll up roll up it was kind of complex stuff and it just looked really really good so yeah the more i think on this match the more i really like it i would i would advise going out of your way to see it it's for me it's a joshi match of the year candidate i would really need to look at my list but this this one's gonna be near the top uh i would go four and three quarters on it Gato move really couldn't have asked for a better match to headline their 10th anniversary show and it's like with such an important match, these two women definitely stepped up. Definitely go watch it. Really watch the whole show, even even the opener. It goes by so fast; it doesn't even really matter. So yeah, really the this is one of my favorite shows in quite a while. Honestly, I I really like this show. If I'm if I'm ranking shows this year, this is gonna be up there near the top. Just because again, you got a bunch of good matches. It was only about two hours. There was no wasted time. Every, it was There was really no downtime between matches. They just went, match, match's done, here's another match. It felt like um, going to an AEW taping and you get the dark matches before where they kind of just feel like an assembly, an assembly line of, all right, here's a match, get the next one out there, get the next one out there. That's how this was paced. Like They, they crammed as much as they could into those two hours. So yeah, it was awesome uh, well worth your time. And then, uh, we've got the Choco Pro show, uh, number 255 from September 17th. Uh, so this one I watched prior cause you know, it aired before the anniversary show. So it's, it's backwards in my brain of which happened in what order. So this is, this was the next show chronologically, even though I watched it first. Uh, the opener was uh, Yuna Mizumori defeating Sayuri in six thirty-six. This is a really like hot, hot no nonsense opener. Uh, Sayuri really brought the fight to Mizumori. Kind of even even after she bonked her head real hard on the window sill, <laughs> like she tried to. She stood up on the sill to go for a dive and just bonked her head right on the top of it, and it looked like it hurt so bad uh but she she fought through it she did really well uh una eventually put her away with the inverted boston crab and sunk it in super deep a really good match i like Sa- sayuri a lot and i hope we see more performances like this out of her cuz it's like it's there you know it's just she really doesn't get much of an opportunity to have matches like this she's in tag matches a lot and i think she's got a lot of room to grow and there's a lot of potential there for her as a singles wrestler, so I hope we get to see more of that. Uh, and then in the second match, we had Mesa and Sayaka Obihiro defeating Emi Sakura and Mia Yatsuba in 1136. This was Mia's first official tag match, and I thought she did really well. Uh, she's not a super worker, you know, this is her second match. This was her second official match. Uh, But she's got, like, a sure-footedness to herself that makes everything she does seem way more experienced than she is. There's just a level of confidence that she has in just her movements and stuff. I've definitely mentioned it in prior episodes, talking about her exhibition matches, but it's just seeing her officially in the ring with her actual gear on, it really comes through that she's, she's ready for this. Like, this is just what she's built for. And I'm really excited to see how Mia grows as a wrestler over the next year or so because I think she could be really really good this is uh this was a well-structured match it gave me a ton of opportunity to work on her selling and even get in some offense uh so yeah uh get in on the Mia hype train while you can before it leaves the station because uh choo choo uh so three and a half stars on that one and then in the main event of the show Kid Lycos and Masahiro Takanashi defeat Balayanaki and Chia in 1227. Good, strong, high energy main event. This was my first time seeing Lycos wrestle in quite some time. So he impressed me here. I'm glad to see him back in the ring. Uh, I know he had to take some time off to work on injuries, so it's cool to see him back. Uh, fun match. Kind of surprising now, like, seeing the anniversary show and then this. To have Aki drop two falls. Or, he, again, he didn't lose. the, He didn't get pinned. Well, he did get pinned against Yonayama. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting to see him losing after being away for so long. You'd figured he'd get some kind of triumphant return. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, a really good week for Pro. And uh, I guess that's it. That's all we got. I kind of rushed through things because it's hot as fuck up here uh, where I normally record. So I don't honestly want to be doing this much longer (laughs) tonight. Uh, And, you know, it's late. It's 10.30. I'm an old man. I go to bed early. Sue me. Whatever. Uh, And let's go into my non-wrestling recommendation of the episode. I know I didn't have one last week. I came prepared today. So what am I getting into? Getting into Cran Shin Chan. Yeah. Japanese children's cartoons. Uh, I got into this franchise through the game on Switch, uh, Shin Chan, me and the professor on summer vacation, the endless seven day journey, uh, which is just kind of a, like chill vibes. The game you go, you go on summer vacation, you go out into like the countryside, you catch bugs, you go fishing, grow vegetables, wander around, help people with stuff. There's dinosaurs there too. It's a lot of fun. It's my kind of game. Uh, It's made by the same studio that did Attack of the Friday Monsters on the 3DS. And that's my favorite 3DS game. So I had to check this out. I'm super glad it got localized. No other games in the series really have. So yeah, it was cool to have it come to uh, the US eShop with a translation. So that was nice. Uh, But yeah, it's a really fun game. If what I said sounds appealing to you, definitely check it out. Hopefully they'll bring more of these games over here. Uh, and yeah, that led me down a shin Chan hole. So yeah, I'm, I'm into this show now. I'm into this Japanese children's cartoon. I found on Amazon Prime that there's uh, the shin spin spinoff series. There's four different ones on there, so I've been watching through those. I watched the, the first three series, and I started the fourth one this afternoon. And they're fun! Uh, each one is a little different. The first one was a sci-fi series. The second one was a uh, was like what was it? It was uh like they were fighting toys. And the third one was a old samurai kind of riff on Lone Wolf and Cub. And the fourth one looks like a riff on uh, Gigage Giga no Gitaro. So this is gonna be like yokai stuff. I should I probably actually explain what Shin Chan is. So Shin is like a little five year old kid, and it just follows his day day to life daily day to day adventures. He makes a lot of butt jokes. Butts are funny. If you don't think butts are funny, you're lying to yourself. Butts are funny as hell. Uh, so yeah, it's it's dumb, it's crass humor, but I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. Sometimes you just need something light, and this is this is that. So yeah, that's what I'm getting into uh, recently. And I think I'm I'm gonna call it here. So yeah, uh, thank you again for listening. Really appreciate when you guys give me a shot with this kind of solo audio. Uh, this this shit's hard. I hope it isn't bad. Uh, I definitely, after I recorded that first chunk, I definitely went through and edited out a whole bunch of silence and a whole bunch of butts and uh, and uhs. Get those out of there. So I probably cut out like five minutes worth of that shit. Also, my drink breaks. Uh, Right now, I'm drinking, in fact, a bottle of the 2022 Mountain Dew Voodoo flavor. I'm 99% sure the Mystery Flavor is Sweet Tarts. Uh, it's nowhere near as good as the Skittles flavor from last year, but it's still pretty decent. But I'm not going to, like, hoard a bunch like I did last year. This one, I'll probably just drink the three bottles I grabbed and then probably call it a day on those. But, yeah, uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, remember to follow us at uh, Audio on Twitter. You can follow me at Comic Geek Kelly. You can follow, Ta- follow Taylor at Tay Mambo. Uh, please subscribe to us on whatever podcast uh, app of your choices. Uh, if you're on Apple, please rate and review us. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, and if you feel like going that extra mile and throwing, throwing us a, a bone, you can donate to us at shows slash jumping bomb audio. Uh, thank you again for listening, and I'll talk to you guys in two weeks, probably. Life like this so, is what have like, have a good two weeks. Uh right. Let me know People what you thought really of the show, you and like uh, life life yeah, right. goodbye. This is like a movie, but it's really very lifelike. Every single night, right? Every single fight, right? I was looking at the grammar and I don't even like likes. I was screaming at my daddy, told me it ain't Christ-like. I was screaming at the referee, just like Mike. Looking for a bright, like seagull with your life, like riding on a white bike, feeling like a sight fight on the gas supernova for a night like, dreaming at my dad and he told me it ain't Christ-like, but nobody never tell you when you're being like Christ only ever seeing me, only when they need me, like a Tyler Perry made a move